Welcome to the SDG Talks podcast, where we discuss all things around the sustainable development goals and the roadmap to 2030. We are your co-hosts, James and Kevin, here to take you along the SDG ride. We hope you enjoy today's SDG Talks podcast. I think for me, the new normal is just raising the bar and creating new standards for how we do things. And it's not rooted in like the ego. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the SDG Talks podcast. Today, you're going to hear from Deanna and Sara, who is the founder of Vincetta, which is a sustainable women's wear brand focused on upcycling and sustainable fashion. And we're going to hear how Deanna has built a community within her brand around dropping these stereotypes on what beauty and inclusion look like and, and really taking an intersectional approach and how this all ties into mental health and body acceptance. Deanna is going to give some insights into why we should shop with our values and connect with ourselves when we're buying and consuming things and ultimately have this egoless community. Dean and I have a, a strong passion and connection around Clubhouse. That's where we met. And it's an app that we spent a lot of time on. And we'll dive into social media norms as well. I really think you're going to enjoy this episode. Take care and keep on SDG talking. Deanna, welcome to the SDG Talks podcast. How are you doing today? I'm okay. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing very well. It's a beautiful day in Chicago. Winter seems to be in the rearview mirror. And spring is officially here, which is wonderful. Yeah, it's my entire apartment just filled with sunlight right now, which is really, really nice. And I the birds and it's nice and warm outside right Love now. That. And where are you located today in the world? So right now I'm in Brooklyn, New York. Okay. Yeah. So birds are chirping in Brooklyn. You know, it's yeah. a good day. Yeah. The birds are happy. <laughs> yeah. That's wonderful. So for those of us that don't know anything about Deanna and Sara, give us a little bit of a one, two minute snippet of who you are and a little bit about the, the work that you do. Okay. So, you know, I think I'm a constant work in progress. I think we all are. And, you know, that's, I know it seems like a simple question, but at the same time, it's really hard to define. And I think I'm still learning who I am. And, but, you know, I, I guess what I do right now professionally is I am a brand owner. I have a small brand called Vincetta and I build community within that. And I'm really passionate about mental health and living a more mindful life and how all of these things feed into ultimately a sustainable, you know, a sustainable life. That was one of the best responses I've ever heard about who someone is. And I am also a constant work in progress. SDG Talks is a constant work in progress. Everything is. So thank you for for that context. One thing that immediately struck a chord that I want to dive into is within your brand, Vincetta, you, you mentioned mental health. Oftentimes I see different brands focus on sustainable fashion, slow fashion, body positivity, all really important things. But mental health within fashion, where is the overlap there and, and how does that tie into your the work that you do and your vision? I'm constantly exploring how that overlaps. And I think the you know, the images we see and the sort of environment where we've been accustomed to, like being the matter in which we're sold to, it weighs on our psyche a lot. And 
I think representation is so important with imagery and we have to stop this narrative of like, you know, beauty looks this one way and inclusion looks this one way. And I think within fashion, we tend to create this like aspirational world, which is lovely, but I think it's super disconnected from the real world. And then I think in these really subtle ways, it makes people feel lesser than and that they don't have enough and that they're not enough. And we've got to stop that narrative and we've got to stop trying to reach perfection because it's it weighs heavily on people's mental health, whether or not they're aware of it. So I'm just trying to create new narratives and normalize these conversations. And I think it, it completely feeds into sustainability because when you're more conscious and you're more aware of yourself and you feel more comfortable in who you are, I think you could just be more mindful in the way you treat others, the way you treat yourself and like also the world around you. It changes how you consume information and also product. You know, you can just slow down. You don't have to feel that pressure of constant marketing being thrown at your face. You can just see it. It's there, but you don't feel the pressure to, you know, fit into these sort of societal standards. I don't know if that makes sense. But... Total sense. I appreciate okay. that context. And I talk a lot about the SDGs and the SDGs do put these different grandiose problems into silos, which I think is good to talk about them and define them. But I also think too, even kind of a larger scope of these social norms of, you mentioned beauty looks like X or inclusion looks like Y. And when you buy this, you should feel that. Again, I, I don't know. I don't know if I like the, and we can agree that these norms are already preset. To me, my goal for myself and my goal for others is just to be happy. Whether that's uh, if you spend money, $10 on a sandwich and that makes you happy. If you spend $30 on a shirt, that makes you happy. Great. It, it doesn't matter what Kevin or Deanna thinks. It, it just it matters what it makes you feel. And it shouldn't matter what anyone else thinks on the outside of some some societal norm. So I like how just kind of taking that discussion and, and making it, in my mind, just you know, breaking down the wall, making it transparent to you are buying and consuming and living based on whatever you, whatever makes you feel good. Yeah. And of course, hopefully supporting small businesses and really shopping with your values plays into that. Of course, I always hope that, but I think when we can get to that root and get people to really feel connected with themselves and to stop buying things just because they're on sale, for example, and stop falling victim almost to these really manipulative marketing tactics, because yeah, I think it is just breaking down that wall and showing another level and like raising the bar for transparency and accountability in a way that's, it's not like, it's just normalizing it. It's not like who's doing it best, who's doing the most, who has the most, like it stop all of that. It's, yeah. we got to stop that. And just obviously this is one, how I'm taking action. And I'm sure there are loads of other people that are doing it in their own way as well. And within your brand, and, and I loved how you phrase it, shopping through values and connecting with yourself, which is totally spot on. I see that within your brand. You, you also mentioned building community around this. How are you doing that? And, and how could others join or kind of replicate this idea of building community around these values that you've talked about? 
Mm. Yeah. This, you know, this word community is being thrown around a lot, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And I've worked really hard for the past seven years to build that. And it, there was no structure, really. It wasn't like, okay, so this is how I'm going to do it. And this is, you know, you can't force it. You can't force authenticity. So it just kind of has to be. And then the people within your community shape it. So it's it no longer becomes about you or like, look at the community I've built, right? Look at what we've built. This is something we've all done. And obviously, like, I'm guiding it and, and leading the narrative. But it takes everyone to participate. So I think just um, creating a really supportive and egoless community is what I'm about. And it, we're, we're changing the way that we value ourselves and we value people because I think it's rooted in all of these like really misguided directions, rooted in all the wrong things. So, and I just want people to, to be so feel so good and who they are and not apologize for it and and just be so that they can use that energy on like really important things things that matter to them you know spending time with themselves with their family doing good in this world like whatever that means for them but like just being so good in yourself so that you just like live the most fulfilled life possible I love that. I hope it doesn't sound cheesy. No, hey, I mean, sometimes the vision <laughs> vision has to be a little bit grandiose, but I, I think those are all things that we can all aspire for. And and I, I said earlier, I want to be happy and, and I want others to be happy. And, and something else I live by is I am selfish about being selfless, where personally I, I like to help people. And I'll say that. And I feel good about helping people. And that's what makes me feel good. Other people are wired differently. And I think it depends on, on what, what's good for you. Um, but I think the brand and vision you've created around breaking down some of these barriers around the images is something that we can all relate to. And what now kind of, I'd like to switch the conversation a little bit into the actual stuff that we are either consuming or using and maybe how that ties into quote unquote sustainability and slow fashion. What does slow fashion and sustainability really mean to you? And how does that tie into the vision of this brand that you've created and this vision that you continue to talk about? Well, I think we all just need to slow down a whole lot in general. And it's funny, like I even make fun of these terms, these marketing phrases, even myself, I use them, but I also make fun of them because it's like, well, what does that even mean? You know, um, I see all these quote unquote, slow fashion brands and we're just making too much stuff. We're still doing too much. We're trying to be the most and do the most. And I just think we just need to do a whole lot less. We need to slow down. And like, I don't even think people are even aware of what they're doing. And I think it's like, it's been so deeply ingrained, this sort of like scarcity mindset, burnout culture, that like FOMO mindset, you know, and like fear of becoming irrelevant that we just like work ourselves to the bone. And we're like going and going and going, releasing content at this like outrageous rate. We're like consuming so much at a really fast pace. And then we're just making stuff 
and then putting it on sale, making more, putting it on sale. And it's just this really like insidious cycle. I think at the end of the day, we need to just make less and slow down and take the time to rehumanize and educate around the process and the people who are actually making the product. We've got to start talking about them more and start, you know, start doing that and just humanize the process. I think the humanizing is a big part that you've seen a lot of this discussion within the marketing term fast fashion where you see some of the the labor rates and conditions in a country like Bangladesh and and some terrible fires that happen with tens and hundreds of people dying in some terrible condition. And you see that and oftentimes people think, oh man, that's so terrible. But then I think oftentimes consumers are like, Mm, it doesn't really impact me. I'm still just going to go buy my $11 shirt. Don't really care. So it, I just, I don't know where the rubber meets the road in terms of like, how do we continue to humanize it? Like you just said, in the sense of, is it showing these terrible stories and then also highlighting the benefits of slowing down or how do we actually, you talked about it before they called making tangible action with this mm-hmm. from a consumer and producer level. I just, try to lead by example and just do it and then give people the tools and the prompts to really think about these things. And I don't think we're going to see these changes happen in, in our lifetime. We might see some of them. We're absolutely headed in that direction. Like even from seven years ago, I was doing sustainability when it wasn't cool. Like, right. Even 10 years ago, it wasn't like trending the way it is now. So there's definitely like a shift happening. I just think it's going to take some time. And I think just little by little, this incremental change and, you know, it's absolutely happening, but I think we just need more people leading by example, and then like giving people the tools and educating them without being like, I know what's best. Like I'm the expert and slowing down. No, I'm not like I'm absolutely, I, I also fall victim to this and like fear of missing out on all these things. I think it's just like, but I think it's just, gosh, I I don't know. I wish I had the answer. I don't, but I think just doing your best and like really trying to create an environment where people are learning all the time and just being more aware of, of their surroundings and themselves. Mm. One thing you said that I really appreciate and I think I hear people talk about, oh, what can I do? And it's your actions make an impact. Your, you leading by example creates an impact in your own world, but also a domino effect on those within your community, your neighbor, your neighbor's neighbor, and your neighbor's cousin who sees them on social media. I mean, that does create a ripple effect. And I think sometimes that also maybe sounds cliche, but it's this you got to start somewhere and the individual action that creates a domino effect to me is one of the simplest things that we can all do. But I think it's also, again, getting people not within our core circle of people who care about sustainability, but I'm on a busy street in Chicago looking out, I see 25 people walking around. I don't know any of them, but what about these 25 people? What is it that we can do to make, to somewhat alter their perspective and, and I, I don't have the answer. I may be sort of talking aloud, asking a question, but to get people who don't really think or care about this to think about it. What are your thoughts on that? Well, God, you know, I think this is where we need more time away from social media, right? Like look at, I want everyone to look at their screen time on their phone and really think about that. And 
what is the intention there? Why are we staring at Instagram for so long? Is that creating the change that we want? I'm not saying we shouldn't be on there. We, of course, it's important to create those conversations online, but I'm leading by example in every single action that I'm trying to do. And you know what? Even when I make a mistake and let's say I speak to somebody in a way that I'm not proud of, I didn't like that. I'm going to go back and I'm going to apologize and have some accountability for my actions. And that right there is change happening in the making right now. That's what you can do. And this is where, why, like we need more emotional intelligence and we need more mindfulness. I'm not trying to speak from like my ivory tower. I'm just saying this feels kind of like a really great way to get people to be more aware and just like create change in the immediate. And, and we know that humanity is a really big part of sustainability. So when we can start to humanize the world around us, like something just shifts. I'm telling you, it changes on a much deeper level. It's almost like kind of spiritual. If you think about it, it yeah. it's on a just, it's a much different level and like trying to get society to vibrate at just a much higher frequency than we are right now. Cause we're super disconnected. Like we're very connected on our devices and then disconnected from the real world and from the world around us. A lot of what you're saying is resonating with me. It also <laughs> seems like the the premise of a Black Mirror episode of which world are we really living in and what is reality, what's fake. Gosh, who knows? But I think it's still, I look at it as, as I with, with social media is that it's a great tool, but I've had to take a step back and saying, I control my time on there. The app does not control me. And, and I've been pretty good about all of them. And then all of a sudden, Clubhouse walked into my life. <laughs> And now I joke with my fiance that I was like, Laura, I'm in love with an app. <laughs> and it's true. I've just like, I've never found such a, a fun, engaging, inclusive platform. And that's where I met you. And so I agree with everything you're saying and we're, we're on the same page, but there's something about Clubhouse that I find as a unique platform because it's not like keyboard warrior sitting behind a screen and posting photos of stuff, which other social media platform stuff, but it's conversations, which I feel like is very social and very, very primordial, very animalistic of us humans. What is it about? Tell, what do you, give me a little snippet on your thoughts on what I said in Clubhouse and, and how Clubhouse even ties into some of your community and brand Ooh. building around this mission. I love Clubhouse. I think, you know, it's still, it's a social media platform, but I agree. It's like the most human social media platform to date. And it's like genuine conversations. You can't hide behind a facade. And of course there are always going to be people that are, you know, it's like how to become a millionaire in five minutes. <laughs> like, okay, yeah. cool. Thanks. Uh, no, thanks. But, um, you know, and then you have like pyramid schemes happening like left and right, but that's going to happen with anything. There's like it's the yin and the yang. There's the good and sort of this darker side. So it's like, I think I'm focusing on that like light and that human aspect and just like connecting with people. Like we never would have met had it not been for the app, you know, and meeting really incredible people, building these alliances, putting our, our resources and our minds together so we can like push the needle forward together. So that's super cool. And honestly, sometimes I go in there and I don't even talk about sustainability. And I just talk about being a person and I had a rough day and let's talk it out. And that's kind of where mental health comes into play. And once we can like normalize that and feel okay, 
it, it kind of almost does lead into sustainability inherently, you know, mm-hmm. but I'm not always leading with sustainability. It's just kind of everything that I do though, is going to feed into that eventually, if that makes sense. Anyway, yeah, I think it's a great app. I think you got to have some boundaries, try to limit that time a bit. And then that way you can like not burn out and slow and steady pace yeah. and like, pace yourself. Couldn't agree more. And I know it's balance of all this stuff, but I think even more so just to dig into some of your work and and what I really like about the club that you've created and this mission that I've seen you started called this whole concept of the new normal. What I hear that new normal phrase, I've heard it in different contexts and especially in COVID of what is the new normal during COVID, you know, whether it's masking, distance, no gathering, post-COVID, what are these new normals post-COVID? Or maybe I'm taking this out of context of what I you're describing as new normal, and I can apply to so many other things, but what is new normal to you? And what kind of context can you, can you give us today around that term? Yeah. I think for me, the new normal is just raising the bar and creating new standards for how we do things. And it's not rooted in like the ego. And we're actually doing a room later today on like what people's utopia is because like I use my utopia as sort of my guiding light for like, you know, my ideal world. And of course I know that that's not the world we live in, but let's try to strive to get there. And I think it's just about having like very real conversations, you know, and, and just changing these norms because they shouldn't be normal the way it is now. We need to change that and create new standards. Yeah. Um, yeah. I appreciate that. And I think part of it's getting comfortable having uncomfortable conversations. It's looking yourself in the mirror and and asking yourself and not beating yourself up on the fact that whoever you came from. I mean, I I acknowledge that I I came from a a privileged family in Los Angeles. I graduated college with no debt and I have a passion to help others and I want to continue to do everything I can to help others. But I also know that the man and the woman I see in the street, I have no idea what their backstory is. And I think just you need to have that level of empathy and know that you can never truly be in someone else's shoes, but you can try and be as empathetic as possible. And most importantly, have a conversation with them before you dive into saying, here's how I can help you. It's here's how I'm going to help you. It's let's have a conversation and see what we can do. And then one thing I want to harp on to everyone listening is one of the best ways to help others is truly just to smile, ask how they're doing, and give a compliment. Those are like literally things that you could go do right now that don't take that much effort, and you don't know how much of an impact that could make on someone else's life in their day. It really, it's, it is those little things. And like people just want to feel seen and ask, hey, how are you doing today? Oh, I was thinking about you the other day. It's just those little things. And I think, you know, I'm a big advocate for like not constantly needing outside validation regarding like Instagram, for example. However, I think it's only natural that we kind of need that kind of community support or like that smile or like a stranger, like, or someone buys you a coffee or whatever that is, I think we do need those acts of kindness. We need to do those acts of kindness and also receive them. And like you said, with the people in the street, you know, you don't know what someone else is going through, but one thing is for sure on the inside, we're all the same. 
Like we are human. So it's like, that's the thing we do have in common and, and not being so quick to judge. And, and again, like changing the way we judge people. And, and I think that would be a really nice place to start. <laughs> I agree. It's a simple thing that you could all do right now. So Dina, one kind of two questions I want to use to round out the conversation here that I always ask people and it might catch you a little off guard. What is one thing that you're most excited about right now? And on the flip side, what is one thing that keeps you up at night and you're terrified about? And that could be in regards to anything that we've talked about or something completely new. I'm going to be moving back to Detroit in a month. Uh, just for a while. We'll see how long. I'm really excited about that. I need space from the city. Cool. I need Come time to slow down. Coming to the Midwest. I am in yeah. Chicago, so right across yeah. Lake Michigan. Exactly. I'm excited for that. And I'm excited about all these new relationships that I'm building that feel just more well aligned. And I feel really hopeful in that sense. And stuff that keeps me up at night is I think I'm so afraid to fail and I'm so afraid that I'm not going to find my path and purpose and sometimes like you know that imposter syndrome kicks in and I'm like maybe I don't know what I'm doing and you know that that makes me a little nervous I'm not gonna lie that yeah. I'm just gonna yeah but I feel you. And I think sometimes too, when you're doing something new or, or something that you haven't done before, of course, it's going to kind of questioning, challenge your inner core because you've never done it before. And I don't necessarily love the whole fake it till you make it phrase, but sometimes you, you got to kind of just walk like you're 10 feet tall and act like you own it. And if someone calls you out and it's like, well, they could get lost. And I think you can tell from your community and, and from me to you, like I can sense your passion. I can sense your authenticity. I can sense your purpose and vision. And to me, I'll bet on that all day over, you know, it's like you talked about the become a millionaire in five days type, five minute type thing. I mean, I love connecting and working with the authentic humans and I think kind of tying it back to the SDGs and sustainability. I mean, I think to help others, you have to first, love and, and take care of yourself. And I think, of course, we're all going through the first phrase that you said, a constant evolution of ourselves in progress. So don't beat ourselves up. I mean, we're, all, we're getting better every day. And as long as you kind of have more good days than bad, then I think overall we can check that off as a W. Definitely. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> I love it. Well, thanks, Deanna. So if people wanted to get in touch with you or check out your the brand, just give a quick little plug on what the best place to connect with you would be. I would say give me a follow on Instagram. The handle is Vincetta Studio. And you can email me at info at Vincetta Studio. And then on Clubhouse, my handle is Deanna-Ansara. I love it. Well, Deanna, I look forward to staying in touch and hosting hopefully maybe some consistent weekly rooms. I know we got our first one coming up Tuesday and just look forward to continuing to build a relationship and, and continuing to partner in any way possible. Definitely. I can't wait. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. Awesome. Well, thank you so much and have a great rest of your day. 
You too. Talk to you soon. Take care. Thanks for listening to the SDG Talks podcast. Make sure to check out all the show notes for relevant links from this show. Please share and follow SDG Talks on social media and stay tuned for updates from the Unleash in United Nations community. The goal of the SDG Talks is to bring you good content. So if you want to learn about something specific or have suggestions, please let us know. We look forward to seeing you next time on SDG Talks.